time to strap our boots on This is a perfect day to die Wipe the blood out of our eyes In this life there's no surrender And there's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through To the death, we are soldiers, we are soldiers. Hi everybody, it's Daphne here with Laura Entertainment. We are sitting down with a very comical Matthew Blim. How you doing? <laughs> I am doing well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. For the most part, busy. Crazy busy. Well, it looks like you're, it looks like you're, I know you're in your house, but it really looks like a wedding scene. Like it looks <laughs> like flowers are happening. You have the, like, the white gown behind you. I'm like, who's getting married right now? What is happening? Yeah, this is my furry blanket. I've got this wanna, out furry blankets. I love furry blankets. I don't know why. It's crazy. I want to hire you as my wedding coordinator right now. <laughs> hey, I'll do it. <laughs> Done. Complain Done. for you. I'm down. <laughs> well, you do it for free because I don't want you to get paid on anything you do. No oh. matter what you do oh, in life. yeah, I know. Please don't get paid. <laughs> we'll work for free for fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us about yourself and your time in the military. Where'd you serve? I, myself and my time. Okay. So uh, I probably had one of the the easiest military careers ever uh i was in um from 95 to 99 uh i was the the poster child marine like i they they loved me like i i could do no wrong whatsoever when i was in marine corps um yeah it was it was <laughs> it was a phenomenal time actually um I started out in, in, I was a, uh, I'm a 2542, which is a comm specialist. And then, uh, so I went to school in 29 Palms and then they sent me to Japan for a bit. And uh, as soon as I got to Japan, um, there was a, uh, unfortunately there was a unfortunate incident where two, two Marines and a Navy guy were accused of, of raping a young, uh, Japanese national. So they put me on this public rela relations team to, uh, go out and talk to all the locals and, pretend like we're not all bad guys so that was that was pretty fun and pretty easy you said pretend like we're all not bad guys. <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean don't hold some, of against us. some of them there's always one bad apple in the bunch but it's just that's in anything you do yeah that's true it doesn't matter what you're doing i mean it could be the dumbest job ever in the world and there's always going to be an idiot no oh yeah. yeah yeah i just try not to be that idiot I, I that's that's my job is try to be smarter than at least one other guy so i don't get in trouble that's that's that was my philosophy the whole time and if you're doing really good you could be smarter than two other guys <laughs> yeah but then then they want things from you you don't want to you don't want to overachieve you don't want to overachieve you want to be right there in the middle uh no it was uh again it was fantastic i was a uh 
I was a lifeguard for MWR when I was I was making more money outside the Marine Corps than I was when I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, unfortunately, I did um, end up breaking my back uh, while I was over there because I was uh, rappelling of a helicopter and my line snapped. And so I fell and ended up breaking my back, um, which I would not suggest doing that. That's not the greatest. Uh, but I, at the time, I was so uh, physically fit and in such good condition, like we had no clue that my back was broken. Um, and I didn't find out till uh, a couple years later. So, um, yeah, but. Other than that, it was phenomenal. You didn't think that your back was broken for a couple years. Yeah, no, I didn't. Well, we also had. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to speak poorly, but the medical staff at uh, most of my bases were. Um, I don't want to say they were less than top notch, but they were definitely less than top notch. Uh, <laughs> I, I kept going in. I'm like, you know. It just doesn't feel right. It really hurts a lot. They're like, ah, oh, it's a lumbar strain. You'll be fine. You know, rub some dirt on it. Walk it off. You'll, you're good. You're good. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. All right. You're right. You're probably right. <laughs> and then as soon as I went to, as soon as I went to, yeah, it's ibuprofen in the military. They don't give you Tylenol. Uh, and then as soon as I went to a, a real doctor or an outside doctor, they're like, uh, how did how did you get here? You have a you have a broken spine. And I was in emergency surgery within 15 minutes. And uh Wow. Oh, yeah. Now, now six surgeries later and a lot of titanium in my back. Uh, I'm, I'm somewhat back to normal. That is crazy that it was a whole year. So the, you said you were. It was actually three pandemic. years. It was just three. It was like three years before we actually figured out like how yeah. devastatingly bad it was. Did that happen in Japan? That happened in, yeah, right Right before I left Japan, that's when it happened because I was doing uh, some pararescue and, and water survival stuff, and I was a big combat swim guy back then. Um, yeah. So most of my time was was me in the water. So wow. So how do you like Japan? My uncle served over there in Japan. Actually, it's where he uh, met his first wife. He said it's really really cool over there. You know, I think it's I I loved it. I loved it, and but I again I'm. I don't want to say it was. I don't want to say I'm not the typical Marine, but I enjoy going out and doing things. And and again, I was on the public relations team and camp guard and all those things. So, like I was always out in town and and hanging out with people, and I got to drive everywhere and do things that other people couldn't do. Um, so, but I I really enjoyed it, and I know a good portion of the military, whether it's the Marines or the Army or the the Air Force. Uh, they they don't like to leave the base for some reason. They 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 they're comfortable on base. They have every all the amenities they need there, so they don't really venture out. Maybe they're afraid that they're going to get in trouble or whatever the case is. But um, I find like a lot of people don't actually go and explore the countries that they're in when they're while they are serving, um, which kind of sucks because it it was amazing. They had the cherry blossom festival and um, again I would I did a lot of scuba diving and the diving was phenomenal out there. So. I, I loved it. And so, and I was there, I was mainly, I was in Yakuza for a little bit, which is mainly in Japan, but I was mainly in Okinawa, uh, which Okinawa is not the greatest spot in the world. It's, you know, not, not, not a lot of high life going on there. I mean, there is Sin City right outside the gates, which has got the world record for the most bars in the square block. And, um, Damn. so if you like getting <laughs> drunk and, you know, talking to people with broken English, that's the place to go. <laughs> 
So what's it been like for you since you've been out? Um, as, as of, as you mean, just like getting back into the community and, and yeah. like, how was my transition? Um, mine was, was fairly easy again. Um, Although I, I, I was only in the Marine Corps for four years, um, and uh, I mean, I still have a, a tremendous bond with everyone I served with, and uh, I'm in touch with, with a lot of them, especially because, um, as, as a lot of people know, like PTSD runs rampant with a, with a lot of a lot of my guys saw a lot of bad stuff, and so uh, luckily, um, I feel like... Uh, c comedy and laughter is really the best medicine, so whenever they're feeling down, I still get you know the calls at 3 a.m. and the uh, uh, of my my fellow uh, devil dogs like in trouble or whatever. So uh, it's I transitioned pretty easily, but I you know I I've got a lot of friends that didn't, and uh, it's nice to know that even when you get out, you still have that brotherhood to like you know and support to help you through things. It's kind of like I guess that I could equate it to like being like on drugs or something like you, you don't want to go seek help from someone that hasn't experienced it before. And, and, you know, they have, so, um, it's easier to lean on a, a another fellow Marine or a soldier or airman or whatever it is. So I, it's been all right. And I, and luckily with me, um, when I got out, I, I did do some regular jobs and I was the, the, uh, regional director for Morgan Stanley when I got out and I, I had some phenomenal corporate jobs before I switched and decided I wanted to throw away all my money and go into comedy but um <laughs> comedy's been been phenomenal for me because I do get to go do USO tours and I, I do go to a lot of the bases and and uh I'm part of the the veterans of comedy and we do a lot of uh, shows for you know VFWs and places like that so uh and most of my shows whether I'm in Vegas or LA or wherever I'm at, um, I always have at least one show that is, is completely free for all veterans and I always do a big veterans day show. So, um, it's really nice and it's nice to kind of give back and, and you never really get rid of, you know, that, that sense of pride and everything else from, from serving. So, uh, it's helped me out tremendously in, in life besides the back issue, but yeah. Even that now, after about 20 years, uh, I finally did get my my disability to go up for it. So so now it's it's I don't want to say it's paying off, but finally, after a lot of years of uh, a lot of stuff going on, uh, they're they're finally taking care of some stuff. So which is good. So where where are you at right now? Where are you where are you, like are you in L.A.? So I'm I'm in. So I, I live I, I live in Phoenix now or Chandler. It's a suburb of. of of phoenix uh i was living half in la and half in phoenix but when covid hit i was like uh there's really no reason for me to be in la anymore it, it's kind of gone downhill quite a bit um so now i'm yeah i'm just roasting away in the 116 degree heat of phoenix there is an event you might be interested in um actually it's coming up um it's an adopt a vet program and I would I'm, love to be adopted. I've already been adopted <laughs> once. I'm adopted originally, but so I, I've got some, you know, uh, I got a lot of experience being an adopt, adoptee. So if anybody wants to adopt me, feel free. I'm going to put the link up and um, it could be possible. I actually might be out there for that um, because this was just brought to me last night. And so I know the 
a little bit about it, but it was kind of late. So um, I know it's going to happen. It's going to be in Las Vegas. I know it's April 27th through the 30th. And it's for, um, it's a public speaking event. Um, the details are going to be on the link that I'm going to put up. So you'll be able to better understand what the hell I'm talking about, because I'm still not familiar with all of that, but I am mentioning it to people to get that word out there. You know what I mean? So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. But, and yeah. Anything you, and I'm, I'm joking about being adopted, but like, if, if you need me for anything for, I mean, I am adopted, but if you need me for anything, like I said, Vegas is a second home for me. I'm uh, Jimmy Kimmel's out there quite a bit. And, and, uh, uh, I used to have my own show out there. So if, if you need any help or anything else out there, please let me know. And, and I will definitely be out there. It's, it's a four and a half hour drive for me. So it's very easy. So, yeah, I grew up out there. I did. Um, it, it was interesting. It was actually fun because a lot of people think that there's not much to do out there, which I mean, a lot of people also are going to the casinos, but they was like, Oh, there's nothing to do for the kids or whatever. But since I live there, yeah, there is. There is. People just don't know about it. We would go four-wheeling all the time out there by Nellis. And oh, yeah. We well, Henderson is a, is a very big city. It's not, I mean, it's just like anything. I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot more to do in Vegas for kids than, you know, Ohio. Um, <laughs> there ain't shit in Ohio, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's there's always something to do there. I mean, whether it's shows or, yeah, the strip is, is one thing. Um but people that live in Vegas, it's kind of like when you live in L.A. Like, I didn't go to the beach that often because I, I just didn't want to deal with the traffic and all the nonsense. Like, I like going when people visit. Like, I'd go to the beach. But when you're there all the time, you know, unless you have a beach house and it's very convenient, like, you're not going to the beach all the time when you live in California. It's the same thing if you live in Vegas. You're not going to the Strip unless it's a special occasion. Like, you know to stay away from it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while we would go. I was too young to do anything like fun as far as that when I lived there, but we did hella fun things like my sister and brother back then. Um, we decided we were actually going to go to like Havasu, Arizona, and it was right after Sam Kennison died. And the cops pulled pulled over. I think it was my sister driving that time. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, they, they thought that they kidnapped me. So they had to contact my parents. <laughs> Is your sister black? What's happening? <laughs> they did. They thought that my brother and sister kidnapped me because we were going to Lake Havasu for the weekend. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> you look nothing like your... See, again, I'm adopted and my, I'm adopted very, by an extremely white, rich family, which if you get adopted, that's the way to go. But like, so <laughs> I look nothing like my family. So like I can get if they thought that I was stolen. Um, uh, but you, do you not look like your sister? I'm confused what happened here. No, no, actually, I don't. Um, because she has dark hair and then my brother had dark hair. They have the same mom, same dad, and me and my other brother have same mom, same dad. And then the rest oh, okay. of them is like a mixture, like a blended part. But no, at that time, because I was younger, I had blonde hair. And my sister was dark, brunette, tan, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, you know, my brother, he was like, I think 17, maybe 18 then. And we were just going there, you know, to have fun. But I just thought it was so funny that the cops basically shook them down in the middle of the desert. You know, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I mean, that was the place to be. That's where like MTV was at every single spring break and some like Havasu was is it's a fun time. 
Hell, let me ask you a question since you still live out there. Um, okay, do they still serve those Mai Tais where you need two IDs to get them? They're like a bucket. They come in a bucket and you got to have two people that are 21 to get that drink. That was then. Oh, in Vegas? No, in Lake Havasu. Oh, I, you know, I, I would love to tell you that sounds correct. Uh, I am six foot four and fairly large. So um, they only take my ID. I think I think I count as two people, maybe three, depending upon the shadow of the day. <laughs> it was funny. That was the first time I ever drank any. I was underage, but back in the day, I didn't care. Nobody cared. So it was like I think I was like fourteen, and we killed a bucket of mai tai on that lake, <laughs> and then I went swimming. <laughs> and then we drowned, and then I got kidnapped by my sister. It was it was good times. Yeah. <laughs> It is amazing how much like alcohol that we get out here in the desert when like really that's the worst thing for us. Like we're we're so dehydrated. Like uh, I'll take these seventeen pictures of uh, margarita, please. Extra salt. Let's, let me make sure that I drowned today in the lake. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> so okay, you said. I mean, basically, you, your tour was pretty easy outside of you breaking your back. I mean, right. Other than that, it's pretty much easy. Um, and then uh, after after that was that was Japan. After that, I went to like Thailand, Korea, Australia for a little bit. Um, and uh, and then I I came back stateside for to for a little bit to um, close down El, El Toro base and start up Miramar. Um, and you know, it was it, it was the grind. Like I don't have uh, horrific war stories or or anything like that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I did spend some time in the desert as well, but like it's it as as far as uh, as far as everyone else I know, they had it much harder than I did. That's for sure. So. Yeah, I mean, everybody's story is going to be different. Nobody's going to have the same story, but I mean, there's something that you all have in common. You guys served, you know, right? Which right. is more than I can say for a lot of younger people nowadays. Really. Right, and and my son, my son also, he's in the Marine Corps currently. He's active duty. Um, he is, uh, he's just about to get attached to HMX or the Marine One. He's going to be on the the presidential helicopter. Um, so he followed in my footsteps too, even though I probably told him not to. Um, <laughs> he still, he still want to be like dad. So it, it does, it, it does stay in the family quite a bit, uh, and. I mean, I know for, for him, like just watching how prideful and, and just um, like in any event, like if you're around other fellow servicemen and, or, or just out in public, you can, you can tell people that served versus people that didn't. And uh, I think it is a huge benefit to, to serve for a little bit. I mean, it, it teaches you so much. There's, there's nothing like raising the American flag on, on foreign soil and feeling like just the rush of, of, I don't say patriotism, but like the, it's just a feeling that, that's undescribable. And I think every American probably felt that way for like three days after 9 11 and then they forgot. But like that's pretty much how you feel most of the time when you're, when you're serving. Yeah. Yeah. I wear a lot of patriotic. I mean, like, even though I'm independent, but I do, I military's big with me. I mean, we've got three military kids. Oh my God. Then I had so many in my family that was in the military, but I wear these shirts and they're badass. 
because I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I'm going to say whatever I want to say. Nobody's going to stop me. I don't care how much they try. They can try, but it's not going to happen. And I have like one. Really, you really don't come across that way at all. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one on there that says it, it says, fuck your feelings, basically. But it don't say the F. It's got this dude doing the Y. <laughs> it's got your feelings. And then I have this one that says cancel culture in a big old circle through it like that. I don't care. You know what I mean? If you get offended, you're a wimp. Come the fuck on. Chill. You know, that that's just my outlook uh, on these people. Calm down. Calm down. Well, and that, that's yeah. the thing is, is we're in this, this PC culture now and it's, it's really bad. Like I, uh, I mentioned my son's in the Marine Corps and mm -hmm. His boot camp versus my boot camp uh, is like night and day. Like it, it is like the the amount of Karens that complained and made it like so soft and we can't say things to people. Like you can't like I, I don't know. Everything is just so backwards now. When when I it really I'm gonna say I don't care if they get offended. Then just here, here's the bottle. Go cry somewhere. Right. Well, and here's the thing: you can't be offended. Like when you are. When you are in a, a combat situation, you you're not thinking about that's another person's feelings or that's another person's kid. Like you're thinking this guy is gonna kill me. If you stop, if you start pausing and being like, oh, I wonder, you know, how he feels, then you're dead. Like it's not something that like <laughs> that could just be like, oh, let's take it easy on this kid because he doesn't want to get yelled at by a drill instructor or whatever or. You know, I don't want him to hike for two miles because he might get a blister. Like it's 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 insane. Like I, I kind of feel like if we were invaded by Canada right now, we might lose. I'm just saying we might lose. <laughs> hold on, hold on one second. I'm gonna pause this real quick. Okay, we're back. <laughs> I was hoping it didn't stop it because I had to pause it because I know she wanted to come down. I just didn't want somebody running behind me. You know what I mean? That would have thought. No, it's all right. We needed a break for our sponsors anyway. <laughs> I have none. I'm my own sponsor. <laughs> See, this is why you're not getting paid for these things. You need sponsors. Oh, I'll you know, never charge the military people anyway. I'll, I'll talk about No, no, no. You don't have to charge them. We'll, do, we'll talk about it in Vegas when we... I'll, I'll come and speak for you. We'll have everybody. Hell yeah, we need some sponsors. Somebody adopt me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have been servicing as much, just as much as they have. Uh, no, I am, I am for it. <laughs> That's funny. So let me ask you this for everybody that is listening or what, I mean, not listening because they're just going to watch it. But anyway, like who would you recommend if somebody did come to you for help? to go to besides leaning on somebody who's actually, you know, there are so many organizations out there. I see people throwing up organizations and it's hard for me to grab every single link because, you know, I'll be there forever. Uh, well, and that's the difficult thing is, you know, there, there are these hotlines and you can call the VA and, and you know, they they have a million programs. Uh, the problem is like most of the things for these veterans is, we have all these programs in place for them um, and all these benefits. And, and there's a million things that are, are supposedly out there for veterans uh, that we have no clue about. And, and that's the problem with it is, is while they might exist in like Washington, like they don't exist in real life. Like 
which is the kind of the frustrating thing is, you know, if, if you are, you know, a lot of veterans don't have homes or cars or whatever, and, and everybody volunteer can turn in their cars to veterans for a donation. Well, those cars never go to anybody. Like I, I've asked a million veterans. I'm like, uh, where, where are these cars going? Like, uh, do you just turn it in your RV? I could totally use RV. Where, where are these RVs going? Um, so yeah, it's difficult. Um, and again, I've always been able to use utilize you know my friendships and the people that that I, I serve with to um, you know if I'm I'm having a rough day or if I'm I'm going through some stuff I've I've always had a pretty good network to call on my own which I know a lot of of soldiers probably don't but um, you know it, it is difficult because again one everybody in the military is told. You know, you have no pain, you have no weakness, you have nothing wrong with you. You cannot complain about a thing, which which also, once we get out in the real world, doesn't help them. Um, so as far as programs go, like, I don't even really have any except for the ones that my, my friend network. And um, and again, I, luckily, I've got amazing friends that, that are, in, you know, I've got Airborne Rangers that I'm friends with. I got people from the Navy that I'm friends with. I got all my whole entire unit I'm still in contact with or portion of my unit i'm still in contact with um do you donate so, any of their charities um i i do and i don't I like i i do like wounded warrior i do like i said i i have um my veterans day show that i do and i do all my and my volunteering through my shows and doing the uso stuff is is kind of me like i i will never charge a, a veteran to come out to a show because again I, I feel like laughter is the best medicine um and if if any time you're trying to get to one of my shows uh you can you know hit me up on instagram or facebook or if you have my number call me and i will put you on the list like for any any veteran at any time so um you know just because i know things are tight especially especially for the ones that are on disability being on a fixed income and it's not a lot and fighting the, the VA for, for what you deserve is, is a very difficult process as well. Um, and I know like I, I went through that too. I was part of the military order, of the purple heart going through to get my disability through. I went through DAV to get my disability through. And ultimately it was me talking to other veterans on how they did it and, and figuring out how to, do it yourself is unfortunately so even though they have things in place um you're in on for in my uh, experience it's been fellow service members helping each other out i like the wounded warrior project too wounded warrior I mean, is fantastic i like them all but i mean wounded warrior it seems like with that one it actually goes to the people no know? it does it does yeah and yeah. there are a lot of like messed up causes and I mean not specifically towards military but I've noticed like when you donate to say I was going to go clean out my closet would I rather give that to Goodwill or would I rather give that to the Red Cross I'm going to go with the Red Cross because I know it's going to go to the people, whereas Goodwill, they're going to mark up the price of the shit, put it on the shelves, and dude's going to be living large with the money. You know? Right. Which, by I, the way, they've probably tripled the their price. Have you been to Goodwill lately? They've like tripled their prices. I'm like, what what is happening? Right? It's still all free for you. Why are you tripling your prices? Um, okay. Yeah. And 
I don't know. Charities like that shouldn't exist, I think. You know, because if they're doing it to make themselves richer instead of actually helping the people, then they don't need the fucking money to begin with. They right. need to give it to who it belongs to. Well, yeah. unfortunately, and I, I don't want to get quoted or sued or whatever, but I believe if you look up the bylaws or whatever, like the Red Cross still only has to give 8% of what they make to the charity, I believe. Um, so even even the Red Cross, although they're they're widely known, like a lot of money goes other places as well. So it, it is very, it's very difficult to know where it's actually going to, you know, and who knows where, you know, if you're at the grocery store and you're giving quarters to veterans or to disability people, you know, I don't know where that goes, probably to the cashier's tip jar. I don't know. But like. <laughs> cashiers at the stores now, I might've chose the wrong profession. Right. <laughs> I mean. You get tipped for anything nowadays. You're like, damn. <laughs> I just tip you 20 bucks to take my money. You didn't even make anything. What's happening? I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> All right. Me and you will stay on for a second, but I'm going to wrap this up for everybody else. We're going to say thank you, Matt, for no, your thank you. <laughs> thank you, Daphne. Thank you, fellow vets. Hopefully, uh, I don't think I gave them any information whatsoever. They're like, turn this guy out. <laughs> Other than he really, really, really wants to be adopted. Right. Again. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thank you for watching. See you next time. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes In this life there's no surrender And there's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through We are the ones who will never be broken Final breath, we'll fight to the death We are soldiers, we are soldiers
shoulder to shoulder You can erase us, you'll just have to face us
is never fair and life is rough It's gonna be a good time catching up